skin is a living part of your body and your largest organ. And as skincare experts for over 30 years, Dermalogica's number one focus is on empowering people to achieve their healthiest skin ever. Education is at the heart of everything we do. So our podcast brings advice from top skin health experts directly to you. Join us as we discuss research and skin technologies to help you get real results. Welcome to your skincare journey with Dermalogica. It's time to start living in your healthiest skin. Welcome to Living Skin, created by the skin experts at Dermalogica. My name is Beth Bialko with Global Education, and I am so excited to have you listen in with us today, as I have yet another special guest who's come back to join us, the founder and chief visionary of Dermalogica, Jane Rowan. So welcome, Jane. Great to have you here. Thanks, Beth. It's great to be back. Well, today is a little bit different because we are going to be focusing um, everything on about entrepreneurship and business building. And I think it's also too really exciting for us to talk about that, Jane, in you as uh, yourself, in 2016, was actually appointed as Presidential Ambassador for Global Entrepreneurship by President Obama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's such, you know, it's... It's so perfect, especially for our topic today, because, you know, being a part of this group, this is one of America's most prestigious groups of top entrepreneurs who work with the federal government to help develop the next generation of entrepreneurs, both at home and abroad. And I think that's so fitting, especially for our topic today when it comes to entrepreneurship and um, and business building as well. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to Dermalogica, Jane, this this company um, is something that you've literally built from the ground up, from you know passion and perseverance, you know the blood, sweat, and tears that goes into <laughs> building and even owning a business. So, if you could share with us today, what really inspired you to actually start a business? Well, Raymond, my life partner and business partner, Raymond and I uh, emigrated to the United States in 1983. And the goal actually was not to start our own business. Our goal was, even though, you know, when you come to the United States of America, it is a singular opportunity and such an entrepreneurial hotbed. And I would say, especially in California and especially in the early 80s, you know, remember this was before... Uh, the internet, but the tech boom was beginning to ramp up. That that was sort of starting. Apple had launched its first computer. IBM had the PC. There, there was a lot of energy in California at that time around entrepreneurship. So it wasn't that it hadn't occurred to us, but that wasn't the purpose for us coming. What happened was, and, and this is something I, I teach when I teach entrepreneurship, is when, if you can see the greatest pain in an industry then you just spotted the greatest opportunity. And in order to spot the pain in an industry, you have to know the industry. And so here we were, we emigrated to the United States. There was a 10.4% unemployment rate in California at that time. I'm a professional skin therapist. I knew I could get a job because I would just knock on every salon door until somebody hired me and I wouldn't stop until I did. 
And I'd immigrated from the UK where I was where I was born and grew up to South Africa already. And I know that's how I built my career there. You just, you know, go and work in a salon. You have a skill set, you can work. So the idea was I was going to work in a salon. But what I realized very quickly was the, the big gap in this industry that I love so much was there was a lack of, of skill set in the professional skincare industry. There, was, there were only seven states out of the 50 at that stage that even had a license to do skincare. So this was not a booming industry. I really, I know that we helped build the industry through the International Derman Institute, which was our first company, and it is and was all about education and upskilling the skin therapist. And then when we introduced Dermalogica in 1986 as the product line that went with that training, this was the whole package to make a professional skin therapist a successful entrepreneur because we were giving the skill set with which to deliver the services and analyze the skin and we were providing the product both in the treatment room and to recommend and, and retail to the client to be able to use at home and maintain the results of those treatments and get their skin to optimum levels of health and condition. So we knew this was the whole package by the time we got to launching Dermalogica. But the singular difference, I would say, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, Dermalogica sells to primarily independent entrepreneurs. 98% of whom are women. So it wasn't that we were making a product to sell in a shop or making a product to sell in a store or making a product to sell online. I mean, all of those aspects came much later. We were developing a product that was going to be primarily sold to entrepreneurs who would then recommend that product to their clients. And so we, at the same time as we were teaching the product, we were teaching entrepreneurship because if they were not successful in their own business, we didn't have a venue in which to sell our product and to, and to educate the therapist. So the whole thing was very much uh, kind of a, a, an equal partnership of skill set and business training. And so Dermalogica, quite simply, was not just ever about a product. It, we're an education company with a great product. But even more than that, we were teaching entrepreneurship from the very beginning. How to build your book, how to run your business, how much commission you should be paying, uh, what hours you should be open, what services you should offer, how to design your business card, how to design your menu. I mean, from soup to nuts, we were teaching the business skills that had been completely overlooked in the training that had been received by skin therapists because we were not taught how to run a business. And yet, if you don't know how to run a business, you're going to be one of the over 90% of small businesses that doesn't make it to its second year. Right. And I'm really proud of the fact that not only do we train 100,000 skin therapists a year, we have 42,000 successful skincare salons that carry our product and recommend our product that in their own right are independent entrepreneurs. And I look at many of, of the students that have been with us from the 80s and are now have built their whole career running their own business as a result of the education we offered and are now ready to retire. I mean, it's the most fantastic legacy to have had the privilege to look back on. I think when it comes to the entrepreneurship, and you also had mentioned that you know such a large percentage 
of um, salon owners, managers, uh, skin therapists are women. Mm-hmm. And we can definitely, it's no doubt that your passion behind entrepreneurship and definitely empowering women is something that is very, very important to you. Mm-hmm. And after about three decades of working in the skin, you know, skincare industry, you established an organization called Fight. So yes. Financial independence through, through entrepreneurship. Through entrepreneurship. <laughs> yes. So, and this is really to help support women entrepreneurs around the world. So I think even beyond the skincare industry is that the outreach that you have had to women across the world, both personally and professionally, is remarkable. So could you tell us a little bit more about Fight and kind of how it came to be and and where it started from and where we are now? It's deeply personal. I mean, first of all, I, I really believe that when you have your own business, you have to bake into that business a social impact. Now, when we started our business in the 80s, that wasn't nearly as spoken about, well, it wasn't spoken about at all as it is now. Now, I think it's, it's, it's absolutely usual that we're, you parallel path your concept of your business and you bake in a social impact, but it wasn't common then. However, I've, Raymond and I have always believed it's absolutely important that along with your passion, you have a purpose. And that purpose, I personally believe, is the reason you've been given the opportunity and the talent perhaps and, and just the, the chance to have your own business and to you know, be financially independent. There's a responsibility that goes with that and I think you have to you know, pay it forward. But I think also because we were grassroots entrepreneurs, I mean, when we started the company, it, we didn't have any funding. We started the company on $14,000 of self-funding. We funded on credit cards. We were the typical, I mean, the average salon funds under $28,000 on three credit cards. Why? Because you can't get funding. You can't, no one's, you, you, oftentimes we have bad credit rating. You can't go and get funding from somebody. It's also too small for a lot of banks to want to fund. So we kind of scratched together credit cards, um, some family money that maybe somebody's willing to lend us. You sell your car. I mean, whatever it has to be. I've heard all those stories and that was our story. We self-funded and we grassroots bootstrapped up the business from zero and we never took outside funding. We never gave away any equity and, you know, we built the the company uh, all the way through. So it was an incredible opportunity to learn lessons and share those lessons with our skin therapist, our salon owners, because we were living the same journey that they were. And so all of that distilled into this enormous repository of knowledge and experience. So in 2010, uh, we made a commitment to kind of pay it forward, not just in the industry, but to really help women entrepreneurs around the world who were grassroots entrepreneurs and needed uh, a certain amount of funding and certainly some knowledge and and education around how to scale their business. And we launched our social impact piece, which is called FITE, F-I-T-E. And again, as you said, Beth, it stands for Financial Independence Through Entrepreneurship. 
and FIGHT now has helped fund uh, over 98,000 women around the world to start or grow their own business. We also have a very robust educational program. Um, we have our Entrepreneurship Accelerator program, which uh, is online as of summer 2018, where we are providing a free online education in entrepreneurship to the salon industry for anybody, regardless of whether you use Dermalogica or not a distillation of all of our experience and knowledge of what makes our industry successful and how to do that uh, because we want the industry to have its unfair share of success in the business world. The professional salon industry is an industry that puts more women into their own business than any other. Women own 64% of all the salons in the world and that is as opposed to about 31% in any other industry it is a social and economic powerhouse for women. And so this is a blueprint of how to make grassroots entrepreneurs successful because the average salon owner owns one salon employing themselves and three to five other people. So these are small high street, main street businesses that quite honestly are the glue of all of our communities and our neighborhoods. But one of the reasons and above and beyond why it's personal to me is it is my story. I am an entrepreneur. I bootstrapped up the business from, from nothing and didn't have any money to come into it with because I learned at a very young age, uh, you have to be resilient. Life isn't about balance. And I learned that from my mother because at the age of 38, she was widowed with four children. I'm the youngest of four girls. I was a month short of my third birthday when my dad died suddenly. And my mum, thank goodness, had a skill set training. She was a trained nurse. She'd never worked since she had got married. So she hadn't worked in 15 years, but she was able to fall back on that training, on that education to keep our family together and build her own financial independence. And so she drummed into my sisters and myself, girls, you have to learn how to do something. You must get a training because you should always have something to fall back on. And so this idea of financial independence was absolutely crucial to my family's story and my sisters and my own story. We never wanted to be dependent on anyone else because we saw from my mum's example that if she had not had that training, if she hadn't had the ability and the capacity to earn her own income through that training, um, you know, our family would have been split up. I mean, we would have been in foster care, etc. It would have been a completely different outcome. And so through this idea of financial independence, I learned that the quickest route, and I believe the best route to financial independence is entrepreneurship. And the fastest way to entrepreneurship is get a skill set training. You know, you can go through a community college, uh, a two year program in a, in a vocational skill set training, and you will graduate with the ability to start your own business without the debt that is incurred in, for example, a four year university degree. And not everybody needs that four year degree. We need the ability to be financially independent and fight is our manifestation 
of all of that story, all of that experience and our purpose, which is to make sure that we can really help empower as many women as possible to be financially independent. That's perfect. I think that is is such an impactful and powerful story that, you know, everyone who's listening can definitely resonate with when you've had that dream or you're trying to find the defining, you know, the defining difference of what you can go, you know, for next. So thank you so much for sharing that that personal story as well. For for those who are listening in, what advice would you have to give to them if they're thinking about, oh, I think I'm going to start my own business or I'm going to branch out on my own. Maybe they're working for a company, but they mm-hmm. you know they have a, a bigger idea or they have a dream that they're crying, they're wanting to go after. Um, any advice that you'd have for for someone who would seek that out? Well, I, I like to think of myself as what I call a classic entrepreneur, which is, it, it wasn't about scaling the company and flipping it. No, I talk a lot on entrepreneurship and I have young people come up to me and say, you know, Jane, I want to start a company, build it fast and flip it. You know, I want to be a unicorn. I want to sell my company for a billion dollars. I want to do it in tech. I mean, that wasn't ever our purpose. We didn't think, oh yeah, let's start a business and, and flip it. We started a business because we saw this pain in the industry that we loved so much and therefore we saw the opportunity and it was a massive, wild adventure and exciting and we were just, you know, loving it and living it, breathing it, drinking it, dreaming it. It was part of, of, of our life. Which is what, So I call that like a classic entrepreneur and in order to be what I call a classic entrepreneur, you really have to know what it is that drives you as a person. Sometimes I'll have students, I'm on the entrepreneurship uh, school, on the board of the entrepreneurship school at Anderson School of Business at UCLA, which is one of the top business schools in the world. And I've been on that board since 2007. And I'll have students come up to me, MBA students, and they'll say to me, you know, Jane, what do you think is the greatest opportunity? Like, what should I get into? And I say, I have absolutely no idea. I mean, what do you what do you care about? What do you love? I believe in in your passion, you find your purpose. In other words, in what is it you love to do? And I remember sitting with one student, and she seemed quite timid. And and I asked her what she was going to do, and she wanted to have her own business. And I said, you know, an entrepreneur. And I said, well, you know, what do you what are you studying? And she said, finance. And she's going to, she wants to be an accountant. And I said, okay. And so you want to start your own accounting business? And she said, yes. And I said, do you love it? And she said to me, well, that's a funny word. I mean, I'm good at it. And I said, well, that's different. Mm-hmm. What you're good at and what you could be great at, the difference is whether you love it or not. And she said, well, I think it's a good business opportunity. And I said, okay, fair enough. But if you're going to be a successful entrepreneur, You've got to be prepared to be up at six in the morning, working till 11 at night, get up and do it all again tomorrow. And in six months time, not give up because you haven't suddenly made it. It's going to take a number of years. And in order to have that tenacity, you better love what you're doing. Because if you don't care about it, you're just simply not going to stay the course. You're going to bail and say, well, that didn't work. I'll try something else. Next. 
Well, as an entrepreneur, you keep at it. You don't give up because you believe, you so believe in what it is you're trying to do. You so know that this is not just gonna change your life, it's gonna change other lives as well. That there is no turning back. There's no turning around. You are driving forward, you are driven. I mean, you're, you're really kind of possessed in a way. To, everyone has to understand what it is you're doing. Everyone has to come on board. I'm hiring people, I can't give you medical insurance. I'm gonna have to hire dream believers that are willing to hitch their wagon to my dream. And in order to persuade people to do that, you better be pretty lit up and on fire and care about it. So I said to this young, this young student, I said, because she didn't seem at all enthusiastic about this idea of being in, you know, having an accounting business. I said to her, well, let, let's just not talk about that for a second. Tell me what you do, tell me what you do in your know, spare time and on your holidays, what do you love to do, what do you care about? And it was in a round table kind of workshop with other students. And suddenly this young woman who'd seen previously quite timid, her whole face lit up and she said, well, I really love extreme sport. And I said, Really? Because that was the last thing I was expecting. She said, I free climb. I said, you, f what is that? And she said, you know, I free climb rock faces with no, you know, no ropes or anything. I mean, I don't rock climb, so I don't even know the right terminology, but her whole face lit up. She spoke about how she saved her money to go free climbing in, in Hawaii. She spoke about how she, you know, her dream was to, you know, do all these extreme sports. And I turned to the rest of the table after a few minutes and I said, everybody, what did you see just happen? And they said, you, they said to her, you transformed. I mean, your whole face lit up, your whole body became animated. And I said, you have to figure out something in that space. Now, whether you decide I'm going to be an accountant for a company that focuses on extreme sports, or whether you decide you're gonna follow a completely different path in accounting, but because of your finance background, you will know that piece of your business, that is where you have to start looking because that's the thing that you dream about and love. So I encourage people, as random as it might seem, sit down, and only you can do this, sit down on a wall, under a tree, wherever you get your best thoughts, and even if it takes a number of days, weeks, months, sit down and say, what do I care about? What do I want to make my mark in? Where is my purpose? And your purpose is already embedded within you. You just have to reveal it. And if you come up with something and you say, well, it can't be that. And I would say to you, well, do you care about it? That's what it is. And if you look at so many entrepreneurial stories, so many entrepreneurial journeys, they started it by having some light bulb moment that went off in the head that said, this is what I really want to do. That's where you go, that's your business. <laughs> Jane, thank you so much for being with us again today. And we are thankful that you followed your passion and your purpose with Dermalogica as well as with Fight. So thanks again for joining us today. Thank you, Beth, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Living Skin. You can find us on iTunes and the podcast section of Google Play Music. And don't forget to rate and subscribe. For more information, visit Dermalogica.com. And until next time, thank you for listening.